I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here. And before we throw to this week's episode, I just wanted to take a second to... Give a huge shout out to all of the uh, all of the ambassadors at the Jack Summit this year. So uh, I just landed. I'm back in Halifax. I spent the weekend in Toronto um, with a a bunch of super super rad young adults um, uh, at the Jack Summit. Uh, so Jack.org is an organization. They're the only national network of young leaders. Um, transforming the way we think about mental health. So essentially they bring together a whole bunch of um, uh, really ambitious, driven young minds to create initiatives and programs designed for young people, by young people, uh, with the end goal of, of tearing down stigma surrounding mental health. And uh, they were uh, gracious enough to invite me out to the summit in Toronto this weekend where uh, I was um, asked to give a, a talk. And it was, uh, it was a really, really fun time. And I'm really stoked about the work that Jack.org is, um, is getting up to. And if you're not familiar with them, uh, I, I suggest you give them, uh, give them a little look-see if you will. Uh, Jack.org is their website. You can find them on Twitter at Jack.org. Find them on Facebook, Jack.org. And uh, they're on Instagram as well. And oh, hi, Bigby. You click clacking on in here. Come on in. Come on. That's my dog, Bigby. Um, And also, I just want to give a little shout out to the other uh, podcasts that I host with my my beautiful wife, Bridie. Uh, Turn Me On has been up and going now for the last... A uh, few weeks, and it's it's going really well. People are really digging it. Um, we've got a number of episodes out, and it is uh, it is a hot and steamy alternative to your 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 uh, your podcast playlist. So if you haven't got on board with those conversations, head on over to iTunes, uh, turn me on podcast, give it a subscribe, rate it, review it, that whole thing. Um, cause I feel like if you dig what you're listening to on here, then you'll probably dig what we are talking about over there. Uh, without further ado, I want to throw it to this week's episode. This is one of my favorite. I say this so much, but I honestly fucking mean it. This is one of my favorite episodes. I edited it on the, uh, the flight from Toronto. We sit down with this girl, Julia and man, oh man, she is a ball of fire, a, a spitball of energy, and we talk about her horrifying, horrifying experience with sleep paralysis. I mean, this woman is literally living a, a real-life horror movie, and uh, it is absolutely, absolutely fascinating. So uh, put your hands together for the lovely Julia. 
Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Julia. She has severe sleep paralysis. Let's talk about it. I'm fine. I'm good right now. Man, I totally thought you were fucking with me. When, what? When you were like... Oh, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? When I op- as soon as I opened the door, I was like, I was like, we've met. But then I was like, well, we're in Toronto. and There's no way we've met. And, <laughs> yeah. and then when you said that, I was like, yeah, you're fucking with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. I, I, I always am the one that gets fucked with. <laughs> like, I'm the most gullible person in the world. And so that was like one time a win for me where I was like, I know that you're Brian. Like, I know, because I met you. you but it's actually Taylor. Mark Taylor. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. Are you kidding me? No, 100%. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, never 100% mind. 100% Taylor. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> so. Fuck, 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 fuck. So okay, well, never mind. I so, love uh, it. Okay, so we both kind I mean, of win. <laughs> Let's just yeah, say we should have kept so it going. <laughs> no, no, because then it'll confuse me, because then I'll be yeah. fucking calling yeah. you guys the wrong goddamn name. Yeah. Um, Brian, Dude. did you get coffee? Oh, fuck off, Brian. <laughs> so, yeah, Brian. <laughs> so, your sister came to our live show in, in Halifax. Yeah, I was there too. And you were there. Yes. And yeah. I proposed to your sister. Yeah. Because you told me it was her birthday. No. Or she just wanted her uh, husband. Basically, well, a little bit of both. Not really her birthday at all, but uh, it was me, my sister, and our friend Kaylee. And Kaylee has coined the term that my sister has um, what we call sick boy fibrosis. <laughs> <laughs> so she's uh, she kind of loves you guys, but she has a special like affliction for you. And she's going to fucking hate me for saying this because oh, she's going to listen to this. Hey, she's well, going to hate me. Because I was absolutely hammered. And you came yeah. up to my table and you're like, hey, my sister over there is in love with you. Yeah. You go propose to her. I was like, yeah. hell yeah, I yeah, will. Yeah, so yeah. I just strolled over yeah. and fucking proposed. Yeah. And, I could, and she said yes. And uh, the date is set. So yeah. uh, it's, oh, it's actually yeah. coming up next month. So well, that's yeah. really lovely. I forgot so to send you guys all, the invite. But yeah. So you're all invited. But we're going to be family now. So. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So sis, how's it going? Great. I'm glad Great. you can make it. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> I love this conversation already. <laughs> anyway. uh, so Julia, you are here to talk to us about something that I am actually very excited to talk Ooh. about because uh-huh. uh, narcolepsy uh-huh. is something, it's one of those conditions that I've, I, A, you're the first person I've ever met that I know who's had it. And B, it's one of the conditions that I've always been like, man, I really want to get someone on the show who's, who's dealing with narcolepsy hmm. because it's one of those um, conditions that <clears throat> is used so easily and so so commonly in in media yeah. as the like the clown uh-huh. disease. Like yeah. it's like it is perfect content for comedy, right? Like yeah. the I always person, think of uh, Deuce the Deuce, Deuce Bigelow, Bigelow, fucking and, perfect example, yeah. right? He goes yeah. in that girl and she's like falling asleep in her yeah. soup and stuff. Yeah. And, but I can imagine it's not that funny when you have it. That is true. That is true. <laughs> or maybe it is. Maybe it I is. I don't know. I just laugh all the time about it. Like, I just think it's the most hilarious thing. Um, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, that's the point of this whole podcast, right? Like, things are funny and like, uh, <laughs> laughter does help and mm-hmm. making things funny does help. Um, the thing with my case is it's a little bit different. The What you're mentioning there, that symptom, that's uh, called cataplexy, where you, ah. yeah, so that's like the most like popularized, like common symptom. And that's why like 
everyone associates it with that. Is that randomly falling asleep? Like, spontaneously falling asleep? Exactly, yeah. Like, like those little goats, those little sheep. Yeah, when, when they, they run get and they scared. Go, yeah, yeah. And, they go down. and there's like videos of like a narcoleptic dog that when it's like getting excited and like playing with a ball, it just like jumps and then it just like passes out and like yeah. hits the ground. So that's not you. You're not that, that dog. Yeah, so actually it's a little more rare to have narcolepsy without the cataplexy. So I luckily right now, I don't have that. Okay. But there's like four other symptoms that I do have that basically classify me as a narcoleptic. And one of those symptoms, again, another thing that I'm very excited to talk about, because one of the best horror films I've ever watched, which actually isn't technically a horror film, it Mm. would be, well, it would be, I guess, genre, uh, it would be a horror film, but it's actually a documentary. Yeah. So well made, called... Mm. The Nightmare. The Nightmare. You've seen it? Oh, fuck yeah. And it is about... Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jer was just telling me about this right before you got here, Uh and I had never really, I didn't know anything about it. All right. And I know we're about to dive into it. I'm just creating anticipation. (laughs) So (laughs) let's. How do you how do you want to start it off? What what, uh, Let's take it back to how old are you? I'm 92. (laughs) <laughs> no, wow, you yeah. don't look a day older God. than eighty nine. It's it's crazy. No, I'm twenty three. <laughs> um, and have is this something? Is narcolepsy slash sleep paralysis something that you've been uh, afflicted with your entire life? You know, yeah. I here's the thing. I was only diagnosed officially like a month ago, so this is all super oh, fresh. Yeah, oh, wow. it's fucking intense. So I'm still wow. in the middle of like trying to figure out how to actually deal with it, and also trying to figure out like what else might be going on. Like I'm waiting to hear back from like referrals to like um, specialists and right. neurologists and things like that. But uh, yeah, I have like. When I got the diagnosis, I looked back on my life and I was like, oh, my God, everything makes sense. Like right. from age five to now. So basically. What, what what happened at age five that was like, holy shit, that could have uh, been well, this narcolepsy. Yeah. Like in retrospect, uh, it was the fact that like when I was younger for many, many years, like always when I was sleep- like, I've always had sleeping issues and I've always had like night terrors and like, you know, just scary experiences. And I always thought that I was like seeing ghosts and things like that. Like I firmly believed it for the longest time I still kind of like there's a like part of my brain just like in the back of my mind that I'm like ghosts are real like like, it's kind of the reason why you dabble in dark magic exactly yeah Yeah, that's what you were just talking about um but yeah so I always I always thought I was like seeing like scary you know figures and like ghosts and things coming into my room and but I could never move because I thought that I was like quote-unquote paralyzed with fear I'm paralyzed with fear uh, right now See, this is something that gives me. I love horror movies. It's uh-huh. one of my favorite things, and yeah. I love me too the sensation of being scared and the thought. Just the thought of sleep paralysis mm. terrifies me. Yeah. So, for people that don't know, um, sleep paralysis basically is when you are laying in bed at night, mm-hmm. you you in quotations wake up, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're somewhat conscious. Yeah. You know that you're laying in bed. You yeah. know that your your eyes are probably open. Yeah. You can kind of take in your surroundings, mm-hmm. but you physically cannot move. Exactly. Correct? Yeah. And one of the things that makes it which, you know, that sounds bad enough. <laughs> um like fuck, what an awful feeling to be like, oh shit, I can't move. Uh-huh. Um, but then add on top of that, this like very common thing, which is so fucked up yeah. and goes way, 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 way back, mm-hmm. which is this, this thing that a huge portion of people who have sleep um, uh, 
paralysis experience, mm. which is seeing this like figure or this person or this entity mm-hmm. in their room. Could or, it be like anything seeing anything though? Yeah. Well, from what I've gathered is that it's oftentimes like a, a like a, a dark figure, like a, a man or a, you know some sort of demon. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your experience? Yeah, I was going to say for me, it started off like the generic kind, like kind of uh, ghosts and like dark figures and things like that. Sometimes what it is is you just sense a, an evil presence kind of thing. And you just, because, because here's the thing. So it's like your brain is, yeah, your brain is just fucking with you because mm. you wake up, you're, in, you're experiencing REM sleep while you're technically conscious and when you're in REM sleep, all of the neurotransmitters in your brain have shut off. Why is so it like, dark, though? Why, why evil? Okay, because, so what's happening is, uh, like, I think it's, like, evolutionarily, like, we had to have this part, like, the amygdala in your brain is a thing that kind of, like, releases all the stress hormones and all that kind of stuff. It's, like, the source of anxiety and, like, that kind of thing. To stay on, like, alert? Yeah, so it's, like, if if something's attacking you, if there's, like, a tiger that's going to, like, chase you and try to kill you, you have to wake up and, like, be ready to go. Right. But we still have those parts of our brain now, so it's, like... Like, even though there isn't a tiger, this part of your brain that senses danger and it's like confused. It's like, okay, wait, this doesn't make sense. I'm in REM. I'm in a dream, but I'm seeing my room and I'm paralyzed. And also I can't take a deep breath because my body's on autopilot. So this it's is like, all bad. This yeah. Is all and bad. so it's like your Something's heart, not right. yeah. So your heart starts to race and even fucking every time, it doesn't matter if I've had it for 20 years, it's. I could be totally chill with it and like psychologically fine, but it's the chemicals that are being released. It's like your amygdala is like going haywire. So it Whoa. literally creates a nightmare for you in, it's like, the, it's like an episode. Okay. Have you guys seen Black Mirror? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen? Fuck, not yeah, yet. Okay. Have you seen the horror episode where the guy's like. Are we like, talking about, yeah, season three where he's the video game on? Yeah. Yeah. Where he has like the chip in the back of his neck yes. and it like presents his deepest fears to mm-hmm. him. Like, and he doesn't know if it's actually happening or not. That's wow. literally what it is because for me, it started off as like, what the fuck is happening? I'm sensing a terrifying like presence. Like, I don't know what this is. And sometimes I would see things. And then it escalated once to, uh, I think I was like 20 and I was living in England at the time and I was kind of like stressed out living in between places, sleeping on a couch. Like it often will happen more likely if I'm sleeping on a couch because I'm not like in my own bed kind of thing. Now, do you know where that comes from? Back to this whole thing about, you know, uh, being, feeling, um, uh, when, you know, when we're asleep, we want to feel like we're alert. We can like, we can take, get, get the fuck out, out of, Uh out of Dodge. Like if, if something, if you need to, if you need to. If you, uh, a a big reason why a lot of people have a hard time sleeping in hotels or sleeping in an unfamiliar environment, like your friend's couch, um, is because back to our like sort of caveman days, we're not in our, in our dwelling. We're not in our like comfortable cave Uh and, and we don't know what, like what could happen. So it's like, you're, you're constantly in the state of alertness. Well, even if you look at like, uh, if you, I mean, when you (laughs) describe that and how you're describing it now, I mean, you look at, um. Like my dog Loki, for example, when he's not at home, mm. he's a different dog. Mm. And he, he's at home. He basically just sleeps. And you could pick him up and he will stay asleep when you pick him up. You can shuffle, shuffle him around. He basically just stays in this like droopy zone. Mm. But he's somewhere, in else, in. somewhere <laughs> else, if he's lying down, and it's, it's common with cats and dogs, that they seem like they're always awake and always asleep. Mm. When they're yeah. when they're like laying down and like any lo- mm. they look like they're sleeping, but any little move that they make, they're like you see one eye open or two totally. eyes open. They just look over and then they go, okay, it's all good, and they close their eyes again. Uh-huh. Like so, are you are you processing this experience of sleep paralysis like 
your alert and then your brain is sending these chemicals and like giving you that sense like, okay, like be aware of everything, mm-hmm. but your body can't respond. So are you experiencing that, that sense of, okay, I'm awake, I'm alert and yeah. the chemicals that are coming from that, from that, whatever that part uh-huh. of the brain is that's yeah. telling you that's uh, secreting or producing these hormones, mm-hmm. but then your body can't respond it's like there's a there's a disconnect that's from the computer there's a disconnect between the brain and the body exactly that yeah so it's like all you want to do in this state because it's like pumping all of this like stress through your body all you want to do is run like all you want to do is get up and and like shake yourself out of it because for me it's like logically I know that all of these things aren't happening but what I experience is um so okay you know how I said there were like multiple symptoms of narcolepsy and like cataplexy is one. There's four others and I have them all. So sleep paralysis is one. And then the other, another one is hypnagogic hallucinations, which go along with sleep paralysis. And that's like what you experience when you're seeing the shadowy figures and stuff. But for me, it's like, so it's audio visual, but it's also tactile. So I can feel things Whoa. as well. Oh, no. It's fucked up. Oh. So like, what's the, what's that called? Is there a name for that? For, for the, the, like the tactile part of it, or is that all parts? Part uh, it's of the, just it's just a tactile. So it's a tactile hypnagogic. Oh, so it is part of the hypnagogic. It is, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So okay. it's like either uh, it's hypnagogic is like either falling asleep or waking up, and you you. So I've been like woken up out of a lucid dream before, and I could feel myself fl- like flying, like being pulled out of the dream into like back into reality, and I was like fuck, 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 because I could feel myself becoming more awake, and I knew it was happening. And then I was pulled into sleep paralysis, and I was started to experience these hallucinations. Well, what are the other uh, the other um, ways that the sleep or that that the, your narcolepsy um, present themselves? You said there were four. Yeah. So you have the you have the sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. the hypnagogic hallucinations. hallucinations. Yeah. What are the other two? The other two is one of them is excessive daytime sleepiness. It's like got a, it's got a three little letter EDS, what people call it. Um, and it basically feels like, and I've thought about this. And I'm like, holy fuck, like it really, it all does make sense. When I look back at the past, maybe like five, 10 years of my life, like it feels like you're operating constantly on like two solid days of just no sleep at all. Like not even like a nap, nothing. And you've just been going and your brain is like at its end kind of thing. And mm. so you just feel like basically you just start to have like this sharp, like cognitive de- decline. So like everything that sleep regulates just starts to go to shit. Mm. And then, and it's just like hard to function. It's hard to like make new memories and like learn things because you're just not fully there. And then the other, so that's the third one. And then the fourth one is, um, disrupted sleep. Like, so I did an overnight sleep study and apparently I slept for a total of like 95% of the time that I was in the bed, which is extremely high, but I woke up uh, at least 11 times, which is Whoa. fucked. Yeah, so for like little micro wake up, so basically what they saw was- like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> fucked. And so they, they were like seeing, um, yeah. 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 Are, yeah. You, are you still doing that, Joe? We got it, yeah, <laughs> yeah we get it, yeah. It's, like, it's very accurate though. Uh, uh, stop immediately. Except it was more like- <sighs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like get off of me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, and then uh, but they saw um, what's called alpha wave intrusion as well in my in my EEG like brainwave activity because I that had all that sounds these... cool yeah it's uh, it's not but it does sound <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's basically like so alpha waves are what you would experience like so what we're all in right now is like beta waves so beta waves are like we're fully awake we're conscious we're talking and we're active alpha <clears throat> is the literally the second one down there's five different brain waves. So alpha is like if you're meditating, but you're awake, but you're just really calm. 
the, mm. the uh, brain waves that they should have been seeing at that time were are called delta, which is like the deepest sleep. And they didn't they barely saw any of that. And that's like the most important part of sleep that you need. So that's like why you feel tired. I, yeah, I think it's because I, I, that's one of the like narcolepsy is extremely like not understood. Like right. there's a lot of research that still needs to be done. It's still like very unclear as to how it even really works or why it happens. But that's a big, um, that's what a lot of people think. How do you feel right now? Like, are you, cause you don't seem sleepy at all. No, I'm on medication. Oh, okay, okay cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what kind of meds do you take? Oh God. Okay. Or so, are, sorry, let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah. Are they meds to, to make you sleep or are they meds to keep you going throughout the day? Well, here's the thing. Wouldn't it be so great if it would just be one medication that could just do all of that? And mm. there actually is one that exists, but I talked to my sleep specialist and he was like, no, like you can't take that because apparently it's like they don't know enough about it kind of thing. But uh, the first thing. So they're I, like, we made this, but we don't yeah, really know that much about it. He was like, it, I don't so. want to put you on that. Like it's at the bottom of the list. It could be the cure to everything, but you I know, know. we haven't really tried it enough. So. Yeah. It's oh my God. also LSD. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, yeah, we're not I mean, yeah, technically, legally. Uh, no. So I got the diagnosis about a month ago. And the first thing that they put me on, I was like actually extremely excited. Like when I found out, I, well, when I found out, I pretty much cried in the office because I was like, oh, what, what does this mean? And I was like upset, but I was also kind of relieved. When in reality, it like didn't change any, any way that you experience life. No. It's just they're like, hey, this is yeah. what it's called. It was just so heavy. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, if you've been dealing with it for so long and you finally are told by a doctor that's like, oh, you have a neurological condition that might be like fucking up your life. Has right. it been? And yeah. I'm like, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, so the thing that he recommended first is something called modafinil. You guys might've heard of it. Sounds familiar. Oh, really? Okay. So some people know Sounds about Sounds like a very sweet name. If I have a daughter, I'll name her Modafinil. Yeah. Modafinil. When he first said it, I was like, daffodils? Like, you, right. You're going to give me daffodils? Oh, like, yeah. That's so nice. nice. And I was like so excited for it because he told me, he was like, he just like but like amped it up. He's like, yeah, this this is like you know, it's been a miracle for many patients. It really restores their quality of life. It's gonna yeah. be great for your yeah. skin. It's yeah, going yeah. to your uh, sex make you much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, your libido's but, gonna go yeah, through the yeah, roof. Yeah, I mean, I would love that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So he was he's like, yeah, a lot of people have they they see a really wonderful improvement improvement with this, blah blah blah. And I was like, great. And I was so excited. And I started taking it. It's basically something that was originally designed for narcolepsy about thirty years ago. Current day, I would say 90% of the people that take it get it from somewhere else. They don't get it prescribed and they use it as a smart drug. Like they literally use it as a nootropic, like the same way that people would use Adderall, but oh, it's like crazy. less speedy kind of thing. But uh, it, it fucking, it fucked me up like really bad. How so? So it's supposed to have little to no side effects. Like I was asking the doctor, I was like, what should I expect? And he was like, some people mention headaches, like, no, oh, it's not that bad. And I was like, okay. And then I started taking it. I was like, oh, sure. Like, and I was so excited. And then within the first three days, I was like, oh, this is not for me. And then I stuck it out for three weeks. But it basically was like, as soon as I would take it, I had just like this rush of like dialed up anxiety. Like I have anxiety anyway, but I, I was just kind of getting relaxed. And then it kind of like would pump it up. And then on top of that, yeah, it was like intense headaches, dizziness, um, intense, like, because it it acts like a nervous system stimulant. So it acts in the same way as like other things do. So it tightens everything. Hmm. It also, the weirdest, like all the physical stuff aside, like all like the fluiness, like I would feel like I was going to like throw up all the time. All of that aside, I, my personality was like changing. Like I have a pretty good sense of humor normally. And my sense of humor, like 
just disappeared. Ooh. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. It was awful. Yeah, like it was like emotionally like blunting me. And I remember I was sitting with a group of friends one time. Actually, I was in Halifax at the time. We we're at the local. And uh, we, I love going there. I love the people that are there. I loved the group I was with. And I was just, like, sitting there, like, staring off, listening. I was, like, cognizant. And I felt awake. But I was, like, listening to everyone talking. And it, it was just, like, going right over my head because I didn't care enough to, like, just get numb. in the car. Yeah. I yeah. was, like, this is a nightmare. So then when I got back to Toronto, I told the doctor. And he's, like, oh, get off of that because that's not what should be happening. So- Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So are you ha- are you on something now that you are noticing a positive effect? I am, but okay, so I'm on methylphenidate now, which ah, I yes. just like to say because yes, it's yes. Ritalin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's Ritalin. You, I just like to say that because everyone's like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, it's fucking Ritalin. Do you ever say like, oh, I got to take my meth? Yeah, I, I, as soon as, okay, so this is the thing. When I went and talked to the doctor about the fact that I was having such an ad- adverse reaction to the modafinil, he was like, okay, so the next thing I want to try is, you know, the, is going to be Ritalin. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was so against it because that was the first thing he suggested when I talked about the fact that I might not be able to afford the modafinil because it is a little expensive. And But I was like, I don't want to take an amphetamine. I don't want to do this. And so because of the shittiness of the modafinil, he was kind of like like pushing this on me and I was like I fought with him for about an hour like it was a 20 minute appointment and I was like I don't want to take this what about this other drug I've been reading about it and he was like rolling his eyes the whole time he he was like giving me my time to sort of just like express my worries about taking Ritalin because I just didn't want to do it but anyway what were your um qualms with with the idea of taking Ritalin I just, it's just so like, like I know that it works and I know that it it, it has been prescribed. Like it's, so the number one thing it's prescribed for is obviously ADHD. Yeah. But the second one down on the list is narcolepsy. Well, that's what I, like I would almost expect that because you think of narcolepsy and like my limited understanding is that you just are like you fall asleep a lot or Mm -hmm. you sleep easily. Yeah. So when you think of the medication that would keep you awake, you would naturally think, like Ritalin mm-hmm. or Adderall yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah. The thing with Ritalin and, and like any amphetamine for me is the um, number one, the um, like tolerance buildup, because that was the one thing with modafinil that lowered the risk factor because you don't technically develop a tolerance to it. So you can't get addicted to it. thing with Ritalin is like you get to a point where you, you have to start taking more and more and more, especially if you're taking it not for something <clears> like ADD, but for something like like ex- excessive exhaustion, your your body's going to just get used to those levels and then you're going to have to just keep upping your dose. And like, I just don't want to keep pumping my body full of like yeah. these things. And then things. getting off like, of it is mm-hmm. Yeah, is yeah. I, yeah, so I, I missed a dose. I've been on it for two weeks. And so I went from like, 
um, splitting in half <clears throat> 10 milligram tablets. So I was taking five a day and then it went up to 10 a day and now I'm at 20 milligrams like extended release. So it's, it should last throughout the day. Right. But, uh, I, I missed a dose the other day and I felt, I felt really chill, but then the following day, like taking it again, I felt really right. sick. I was like, this is a, it's a powerful drug. Like, you know, and obviously I need that, but I just don't like it. Is it doing, <laughs> is it doing its job though? <clears throat> Or have you noticed that? I, I have noticed that, yeah. Uh, the one thing that I've noticed about just taking any kind of stimulant, because, like, I'm not allowed to have coffee now because, like, my heart could explode. Oh, I know. No. It sucks so much. I can barely drink tea. Like, it's honestly... My goal is to honestly get to a point where I don't need to take, like, either anything or if I could find something that's just going to help with my quality of sleep because that's really what where the problems, like, so, lie. So like, how does... But like, how does that help at night? Because if you're taking this during the day, then then isn't it kind of like worn off by nighttime? You would think, yeah. you would think, but, uh, and that's what I was hoping, but I think that my body is like super sensitive to stimulants because I'll take it. Today I took it at 8 a.m. And probably I won't go to sleep until 2 a.m. Because it just like stays in my body. Now, really? when you go to sleep, God damn. is the sleep paralysis still a thing? Oh, so much more than than usual. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So this is the thing. This is the thing, which is why Ritalin is a temporary situation. And uh, okay, so ever since this diagnosis, it's like I'm taking a class on narcolepsy now for myself because all I've been doing I think it's probably the fact that I'm basically taking speed, but I've been just taking copious and copious notes like and learning as much as I possibly can about the disease and about like the like potential options that I have right. because my goal is to absolutely not continue Ritalin for even as long as a year. Like I'd rather not because it's definitely like, <laughs> yes, it's keeping me awake. And I know that's the point, but if the other point is the fact that I'm still not sleeping properly and it's exacerbating my problems during sleep, what, why am I doing it? Okay. Like, so, so I, I, I that's fucked that it, <laughs> I that, know. it's yeah. that it's kind of turned up the volume on the sleep. Yeah. Analysis. And that's, just, yeah, go ahead. I want to, I want to dive into that, yeah. into the sleep, yeah. sleep paralysis. Before, before we go there, I just want to know, like you've, you've come in here this morning and we're like hanging out here. Uh, the three of us are, are like drinking coffee and we're like pretty relaxed. You've come in here like, like you're in the movie Limitless, like, <laughs> like just yeah, you're firing out. off information. At us. <laughs> I'm energy. so fascinated. Yeah. Like you're on point, and is that is that a result of taking Ritalin, or is that are you have you always been like that? Uh, yeah, I think everyone that knows me knows that I'm pretty like uppity, like for the okay. most part. Especially if I'm around people that are really chill, then I'm like ooh, and I just like absorb all the energy, and I just like and, and I love it. Like, like I, I love your energy. It, yeah, it's, it's oh. captivating. But I was gonna and, s- and it's thank awesome. you. I, yeah. I think that the Ritalin does bring it up like a <laughs> yeah, lot, because right. yeah. so, yeah. I'm like oh my god, and this and this and this. So yeah, it definitely does. Like if I wasn't on it, there were three days there. It was the most wonderful three days where I, I got to take, <laughs> I got to not take the modafinil. It was like when I found out that I, I could. Modafinil? Sp- mod- yeah, the daffodils. I didn't have to eat them anymore. Um, when I could stop that for good, like I was so relieved. And then I had to take a three day grace period to like get it out of my system before starting the Ritalin. Right. So I had those three days and I got to have, I literally woke up the next day and I like shrieked because I was so happy because I was like, I get to have coffee today. And for the uh. next like, and I got to drink, like I was, it was. <laughs> wonderful and everyone's like julia you seem so chill and i was like it's because i'm not taking a stimulant right now yeah. like i mean oh, other than coffee. so the coffee yeah. thing is just because of the ritalin yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. she literally doesn't just like have right. a heart attack yeah. yeah and the thing is like I, I i've taken coffee breaks before like i fucking love coffee but sometimes like 
like I've learned a lot about it and sort of how to most um, like, like most specifically take it so that you get the the most benefit from it. Um, And I took like a two month break over the summer because I was doing a lot of M. So I was kind of feeling a little bit like, yeah, 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 yeah. so I was feeling a little bit of those like effects. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give my my whole body a break from stimulants and see what happens. And I got through those two months and I did start sleeping better. And I did start like I took naps many times a day, but like I was also, my quality of sleep was starting to get better Mm -hmm. because there were no stimulants in my blood, like in my body. So I feel like it does help, but like I, I'm never going to stop coffee forever because I just can't. Like, um, I wanted to ask when you were talking about the uh, when we were talking about the brain, your brain waves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were saying that um, right now, like waking state, where where like the the average person let's say is in beta, right? Yeah. And then alpha is kind of where you're in sleep, and then like REM sleep is uh, uh, delta. Um, no, no. Delta is like the deepest. Delta is a dreamless sleep. Dreamless sleep. So yeah. So it's like, um, that's the one that I have honestly the least of because I have so many dreams. I have so much REM all the time. And REM is in, I think, uh, theta maybe theta. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think that's where it is. I know that there's, I think it would have to be theta. Yeah. Where is inception? Where does that come into play? (laughs) You know what? Okay. That's below Delta. Dude. Okay. It's so funny that you said that. Yeah, okay, but you know how you wanted to dive into the sleep paralysis thing? I yeah. actually have an Inception story. Fuck yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's so, hear that. Let's okay. get into all Wait, sorts of stories Hold on, one sec. Oh, sorry, that, what were you like, saying? Um, <laughs> the, the, the alpha brainwave. So I was right. listening to this um, podcast, and I, I think that you, well, you listened to it as well. The, the Joe Rogan episode with Stephen Kotler, and he talks about, um, he talks about flow states mm. and like creativity and uh, taking advantage of the the your brain waves when they're in certain levels yeah. and 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 how to kind of use it to your advantage or use them to your advantage uh-huh. like for to accomplish certain things uh-huh. um and all about how like a flow state is kind of this like where you you kind of drop into this zone and you know you're very present and there's not a whole lot of ego or judgment mm-hmm. and you're very like task oriented and you can really get things accomplished mm-hmm. so he had this thing where he was like i really try to take advantage of my alpha brainwaves. So mm-hmm. like as soon as I wake up in the morning when I'm still kind of in my alpha, I haven't kind of snapped into beta yet Right. that he would get up and he's a writer. So he would get up in the morning and the first thing he would do, he would try to sit down at his computer and try to be writing within five minutes of waking up Smart. so that he could tap into this. Cause he was talking about how alpha brainwaves, there's tons of creativity when you're in alpha. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask you if you, based on that, do you experience do you experience creativity? Are you like, are you a highly creative person? Is that something that kind of is a through line through your life or, or, or are you not at all? I'm just curious about that. If you're more commonly an alpha, do you see that as a commonality? That is a fascinating link that you just made. I've never even thought of that. I, throughout my life, I've always been super creative. I've always sort of like done everything that you would classify as being creative, um, like music and like visual arts and like physical, like dancing and that kind of stuff. When I got to high school, I got like super depressed. And I think it was partly because of the fact that I wasn't sleeping properly. Like that is basically if you have narcolepsy, you're guaranteed to be anxious and depressed. Like that's a pretty much a guarantee Mm. because it's just in the same part of the brain. So I think what started to happen was my creativity started to go down. And then I was like, why is it going down? And then it made me really sad. And then I was like, it kind of was like a bit of a cycle. But like I still have those moments where like 
that like random seemingly like out of the blue like a wave of creativity will hit me and I'm like where did that come from like because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be but like I look back at my life and like as a whole I definitely would put myself uh in that uh zone like I am a creative person interesting as, by definition uh but yeah I, I want to come to the I want to get into uh the sleep, sleep paralysis, paralysis and yeah. your like your particular experience yeah, with it. yeah like yeah. in in into the the nitty-gritty details yeah. of it cool um uh, so like what w- currently, like, what is it, what is it like? Like, what is your experience? Is it common to, you know, what we were talking about earlier with like the, the dark figure, like sitting on your chest or is it more so just a, an overall, um, like sense of dread? Vibe? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. well, uh, yeah. So it did start off with a specifically like, yeah, the dark figure. Yeah. There was like the, you know, the old hag, like there's, you know, folk tales and stuff about this. Well, what was like, what was that first? Like, like, do you remember f- first experience? I was that? thinking about this cause I figured this question might come up. Honestly, <laughs> I think it was just a terrifying shadow person like that didn't actually have like a face. It was just, but it was a figure. And over time, like did, did that kind of idea become more oh, yeah. comfortable yeah. to you? Or well, like the idea did, like I got used to it. It was always like, oh, well, fuck, it's, here it's, we go. It's and fucking you again. Yeah. But the thing is it, but the issue is it always changes. That's what, that's what I was going to say. So one time, so what I was saying before about being, uh, living in, I was in London on a couch and I woke up, I remember I woke up into it and I was like, fuck. And it was like in the middle of the night, pitch black. And then suddenly like, and I could feel I was in, in paralysis. And it it was the only time, first and only time I believe I've ever had an actual out of body experience. So like I was in paralysis and then suddenly like the room was literally full of like everyone I know, like my family, my friends, my people that I trust the most, but they were all evil and they all had like black holes for eyes and like they were all fucking, and they were all like screaming at me. They're like, Julia, you're a bitch. Like what's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. Like screaming like obscenities, like saying they're going to kill me, like all of this terrifying stuff. And then I remember like, I think the paralysis was so bad and like the hallucination was so extreme that I felt like I was getting up and like, I like left my body from on the couch and was like walking around through this like sea of people that were just like grabbing at me and I could feel it. Like I could feel all of it. Like anytime that one of them would touch me or whatever, like it would feel like someone was actually grabbing me. And then I was like, I remember I was like searching around for a light and I couldn't find one. And honestly, like that was one of the longest episodes I think I've ever had because what you're saying, Brian, or, are you Ryan or are you Taylor? It's Taylor. It's okay, Taylor. Yeah, you're I keep thinking. Now. Okay, so Taylor, what you were saying <laughs> about um, the like, oh, what was I even saying? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, about the brain waves and the and the things like that. Yeah, right. Uh, oh fuck, I totally lost my train of thought. But something about oh the the time, the sense of time in your right. brain. So a lot of um, a lot of research that's done on sleep paralysis is like oh. You know, it's scary, but like it's not dangerous and it lasts for like a couple seconds, maybe a couple minutes. For me, I swear to God, it lasts for hours sometimes. Yeah. And in this episode, Whoa. in this in this one episode, I remember it, it, it felt like it lasted for a fucking eternity. But now, it, is yeah. it legitimately hours like in real time or is it like hours in sleep time where it's like <laughs> it's it's both. It's a mixture of both. So in this like it often feels like it lasts forever and sometimes it'll be a couple minutes for sure. But like in this episode. I remember looking at the clock as I was waking up and it was like 3 a.m. And then the next thing I remember in terms of like 
finally coming out of it, like when I was conscious again, it was like 5 a.m. And I was like, Holy that shit. just ended. Like, oh, so that wow. that sounds uh, f- fucking t- like <laughs> terrifying, awful, you know, black holes for eyes yeah, and yeah. everyone screaming at yeah, you. Yeah. And it's like, just like, f- full and it's like of people, people I know. People you know. Like, yeah. like, that sounds terrible. Um, it, are you able to articulate what the process is of coming out of that? So like if I was to go to sleep right now and say I had like a, a, a good sleep where mm-hmm. I actually had some like dreams that I can think of, mm-hmm. I, I never have the ability to be like, well, the dream started here and then right. it ended here. Like unless it's like that feeling where you wake up out of a dream, uh-huh. there's always this kind of blur. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering like when you experience something that is so viscerally awful mm-hmm like physically, emotionally, mentally, uh-huh. is there, is there like, do you, do you kind of wake up the next morning and go, wow, that was fucked up last night? Or do you, is it so visceral and intense that when it's over, you almost like wake up and be like, holy shit. Oh yeah. No, every Gotta single go time. Back to, like, uh, I don't want to go back. To yeah. Sleep. Every single time. So what happens to me, like, and it's pretty common when you have it, <laughs> if you have one episode for, you know, during the night, you will have multiple. So for me, it's like, I have oh, it. Fuck. Yeah. So I have Whoa. it like in a, I'm a very severe case and I have it basically chronically. So I had it two nights ago. Like, uh, so basically like I'll be falling asleep and I can feel as it's starting to happen. Cause I can feel my body is shutting down. And when I know it's too late, it's when I'm like, my whole body is just like tingling. And I also have what's called, <coughs> you guys are going to laugh, but it's called exploding head syndrome. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. Yeah. So I looked this up. I remember the first time it happened to me, I was like 12 and I was like, what the fuck was that? So I luckily at that point had access to a computer so I could actually like research it. And it's basically when like there's an overwhelming like sense of like pressure in your head, like there's uh, ringing in your ears and like all of this, like it's almost painful. And for me now it's gotten to a point where it is painful. As soon as I'm at that stage, I'm like, well, it's fucking over. And then I experience the entire episode, get through it, come out of it. And I can feel all like all of the sort of numbness and the tingling start to fade. And then I'm awake and, but it pulls you back in so <laughs> easily. And so then it like pulls you back into another episode. So I'll be like, fuck, I'm out. Thank God that was bad. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, it's happening again. And then it'll happen like probably four times in a night. Like, what do you mean by by you start to feel the tingly, tingling? Because you're you, this is happening after you've fallen asleep, right? No. So here's the thing. It, it, it happens upon falling asleep and like and or waking up. So part of your brain is conscious and aware. So it's not, I mean, sometimes it will happen where it like wakes me up. So like I was saying, if I have a lucid dream and I'm realize I'm in a dream, sometimes when you do that, you shock yourself into waking yourself up. And then when I do wake up, I go immediately into it. And I remember that whole process. So I remember a lot of the experiences. This tingly thing, like that's another uh, very common trend between people with sleep paralysis where they feel like it's a, it's almost like an aura, right? It's your aura to go, go, I, it's, um, that I, I've heard it described as like almost like you're being very, very gently, very lightly being electrocuted. Like, oh uh, my like, god! Like you've touched like a yeah, you know, like a fork in a socket kind of thing. Yeah, like, but, but not, not as like, quite. Yeah, but, not as like uh, like yeah. jolty. It's more of like oh, I can feel that sort of electric it's like a buzz. sort of buzz. Yeah, yeah. And, go ahead. Have, Taylor and Jeremy, have you guys ever experienced anything like that? I oh have, my god, no. but without the um, <clears throat> without the well, no. It was without the the dread. Oh, cool. So okay. I've had it a number of times uh. where I've woken up and I'm in my room and uh. I can't move. Uh-huh. But everything in the room 
the room is much, much larger uh-huh. than in real life. Uh-huh. And I feel like my bed is very, very small and I'm mm-hmm. very, very small. Mm-hmm. But like it was it was a very as it was going on, I was going, Wow, this is fucking neat. See, that's because cool. This is where I, I know that this isn't real. Yeah. But I used to have that when I was a kid. And like, that's I never I only had it when I was a kid. Yeah. And now oh. I, I've, I haven't experienced it in a long time. Okay. Yeah. I had something interesting actually this morning. It was kind of, I, I've I've had <clears throat> oh, no, dude, that was me. I just came in, sat on your chest, and was like, wake up, wake the fuck up. I, I've had something. I've had experiences where I feel like I've woken up and I can't really, I can't yeah. really move or, yeah. and, and, and I'm not sure if that's because I tried to move and I couldn't or, or I'm just more asleep than I am awake and, okay. I'm, and I haven't. But this morning, which was very weird, is I was laying down. And uh, I'm, we're in a room right now, and Brian was sleeping downstairs on the couch. Andrew and I were sleeping like our beds are like head to head, or foot to foot, I should say. <clears throat> we can change that tonight if you want. Um, and uh, and I could have sworn because I knew that Brian. I texted Brian last night before we went to bed, and I said, "Yo, if you wake up, if you're awake before me, come wake me up." Mm. And so when I woke up, or my alarm went off, and I pressed snooze, and I kind of fell back into whatever realm of sleep Alpha, that beta, is delta foxtrot <laughs> tango no. and then i and then i i could have sworn that it was still super dark it was like 6 30 and i could have sworn that brian you were coming upstairs with a light like i was seeing the room uh-huh. i was awake or i thought i was awake uh-huh. and i was seeing the room around me and i thought that you were coming upstairs with your flashlight on your phone because i saw a light but then it receded and then it like pumped and pulsed out again Ooh. and receded and i was like Oh, what's happening? What's happening? And then my alarm went off and then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I reached down and turned my alarm on snooze. And then I realized, oh, we're in complete darkness. Brian's definitely not there. So I've, it was very weird. I've actually, I, it's funny because until we've had this conversation today, I assumed that, um, the two experiences that I've had, uh, that everybody's had something similar happen. And the two experiences I've had, uh, were, super vivid, like extremely visceral. Mm -hmm. And the first one was when I was probably about 10 years old. During the day while I was awake, uh, I saw a really big spider and I tried to get it, but it got away. And that night when I was sleeping, I woke up and I couldn't move. And in my room, there were thousands of spiders crawling. And, and, it was like uh, the great migration of like buffaloes or whatever in, in Africa. The It was like that happening with spiders through my room. And I knew I was awake. Like I could, mm. I knew I was awake and I knew it wasn't real, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do anything until it probably lasted like a minute. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, <gasps> and I yeah. finally got up and mm. I went over and turned the light on and I was like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. And I went back to bed and I was fine. Uh-huh. The second time, so the second time was I was at uh, like a junior high dance and I, I like this was, I was awake. I went to the dance. I came home, I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night and thought that everybody from the dance was in my bedroom. And I was like, I'm in my underwear. Like everybody's here. Why am I in my underwear? I've got and, a boner. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But but again, like again, I couldn't move. Like I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and I knew that it wasn't real, but it still felt, felt so, so real. real. And, and I couldn't do anything thing. about it. Yeah. And I've had those two experiences 
super vivid. Like yeah. I'll, I'll never forget mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But only well, those experiences. Here's the thing. Everyone, they say that like everyone will have sleep paralysis like probably once in their life. But where it becomes an issue is if it's like every fucking day right, or like yeah. multiple yeah. times a night or if it's a symptom of something. Yeah. But, yeah. And linked to like, uh, like chronic drowsiness or what, exactly. or, or your like lack of like yeah, wakefulness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff um, like that. Speaking of the the sort of like common um, links between people with sleep paralysis and experiencing this like dark figure, this spooky figure. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? Am I correct in in? Uh, did you write in your application that you experienced like an incubus? <laughs> yeah. And I did not know that was the name for it, but that's exactly what it was. So yeah. an incubus is is a demon that <laughs> is known for um, basically like. Like having sex with you, raping, like yeah, raping fucking you. you to death, yeah, raping like, you, yeah, fucking your soul uh-huh. to, out of you. Dude, yeah, that's Dude. And, and that's and, the and, and, entity yeah. that's on Nathan on Nathan for you. Yeah, it is. No, it is. you guys yeah. watch Nathan for you. So I fucking good. love that show. So, so oh. it, the incubus oh is the oh, yeah. is okay, the male yeah. figure that fucks the like a, a a human woman, and a succubus is the female <laughs> demon that's, that fucks. I like that it's called the succubus. The clinical term. But yeah, so I did. It was about a year ago and I was again it, it will happen like the most extreme cases for me happen when I'm really really stressed out so mm-hmm. I was working a lot I was working um at Roy Thompson Hall which is like it was it's like Hoity the big toy I know oh god I'm, I'm not there anymore if anyone's listening that employed me I loved it there but um <laughs> anyway yeah so we were doing a lot of TIFF events so like it was really busy all the time I was working like 13 hour days I did not have time for coffee every day like I was just stressed out and yeah I remember falling asleep and it was one of the ones where if I wake, if I'm falling asleep and I'm starting to feel sleep paralysis, if I'm not too overtired, I have developed coping mechanisms to kind of get myself, if I'm really able to do it, I can get myself out. But if I wake up into it, I'm absolutely fucked. And in this case, mm. literally. So like I woke up and <laughs> yeah, so I woke up and I was like, fuck, fuck, I'm in sleep paralysis. And then suddenly like I could feel this like terrifying like evil presence and like I'm not religious or anything but like it was still one of those things where I was like I know it's like a demon like it's an evil thing and I knew it was a demon because I think it was some it, it was talking to me in some kind of voice like yeah but yes except it was it was exactly like, like oh don't speak backwards but then you play him the, <laughs> you flip it around and he's like Hey, how's it going? Hi, like, how yeah, are you today? Yeah. No, but the thing are you is, sleeping? Like, yeah. am I waking well, you up? We're gonna fuck. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. It's like if it's not too much trouble. Like, but the thing is, so he was talking in that kind of like creepy, like deep voice, but he was speaking English, and this is the fucked up part. Okay, so it's, it started to happen, oh my, and I could feel it all. Like it's one of those things I could physically feel, oh, and wow. it was like painful, and it it was weird, oh, and, no. and anyway, then it gets to a point where. I always feel like I'm talking or going like, ah, like making sounds. I never know if it's real though, because I, I, my roommate was like next door and I didn't really have an actual door at the time. So like, I don't know if she could hear me like talking to myself right. or, but anyway, so the point is, <sighs> that'd be so true. Yeah. So he's like, like talking to me. And then he goes, Oh, like, do you want me to stop? And I was like, uh, yeah. yeah bud. And then he goes, okay, tell me I'm better than my brother. <laughs> And I was like, whoa. And then I had to be like, he's got insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to be like, he's like, he's like, oh, like, please, like, I'm better than my brother, right? I'm better than my brother. And I was like, yeah, okay, you're better than your brother. He's like, okay, yeah, fine. Like, we're done. And I was like, whoa. Okay. Wow, that, like, that sounds yeah, kind of real. Fucked up. Was there a degree of humor to this or is this completely <laughs> terrifying? Yeah. In the moment, yeah. 
I I try to like you know find some symbol like something to cling to that I'm like mm. okay either like a good memory or something like that where I'm like fuck this is so awful but when it's done I can't wait to tell someone kind of thing right but in the actual moment it's like 99% horrible well, like, that's, like, that's like any other nightmare right it's like yeah. I, when, right. I, like when I I love having nightmares, <laughs> and I know that sounds fucked, but no, it's no. because it's like it's a really intense visceral experience. It's fascinating, but I too. also like to like wake up and be like, "Wow!" It's like, no, how did my brain create? Why that? did I create that? Yeah. That was crazy. I, like you know, I know that wasn't real, but I mean, to be, you know, to be like raped in your sleep. Yeah, when you're that's like, fun, that, um, that's and really, it's like not even. It's like I'm a I'm genuinely awake but paralyzed so it felt like it was like a horror movie where like the rapist comes in and he like tranquilizes you and so yeah. you're aware oh, of the whole thing Christ. but you're physically paralyzed well it seems yeah. like the scene in in this is the end where the devil comes in <laughs> yeah, and fucks yeah, exactly. Jonah Hill like yeah. that, it has that like when we're talking about it and sitting yeah, around exactly. in a circle I mean to be clear yeah it, it was not rape this is a different situation and also rape is not funny but right. no, I guess no, no, no. I guess I wonder because you're saying like it was 99% terrible mm. and I guess to you the experience is very real in the moment uh-huh. so did it kind of feel like you experienced that yes here's the thing with the sleep paralysis because i've started to realize it's because it is a hallucination like it's just not a daytime hallucination it's just as real in in some ways as like someone who's like say has schizophrenia having a you know audio visual tactile mm. hallucination it's Anything that you're experiencing that you can see, hear, feel, you know, all this kind of stuff, it, what differentiates that from being real as like compared that compared to something that's, you know, everyone is experiencing. Oh, Do you know like what I mean? It's like you're having a dream that you, you know, your, your significant other just got murdered like, yeah. and you wake up in tears. Yeah. Those are, those are, very those are real. real. Tears. And so like this kind of thing, like that experience, I, I think it did traumatize me in a much different and smaller scale way than someone mm. who actually real life experienced right, something right. like that. But the point is I still, I look at some of my like issues and like look at myself and I'm like, oh, why do I have a problem with this? Or why do I have a problem with like a certain kind of like guy, like with a deep voice or like, mm. not that that would specifically be the thing, but a lot, like oftentimes I'll be like, well, why does this thing freak me out? And I look back and I'm like, oh, because I had a terrifying experience. Like, a sleep paralysis experience with that thing in particular. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you yeah, kind of yeah. touched on, uh, and just to ch- change up a little bit, but yeah. you kind of touched on how you were like, I don't, I don't know if my like roommate could tell like, yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Um, do you, ha- have you ever had, um, anyone, um, that you've like spent the night with who's been like, Whoa, you had like, you there were was some freaking crazy out. shit going on, or is it all like? Because I I talk like crazy in my sleep. Same. I do these weird arm movements. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I used to I used to walk like crazy in my sleep. Wow, it's very entertaining. I yeah. think for someone to sleep with me because they're like this. No, is, it's not. Entertaining. Well, it's either annoying <laughs> as fuck or it's or it's. What the fuck yeah, is going yeah, on? Yeah, this is yeah, hilarious. It's entertaining yeah. for like 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly. And then it gets old. And yeah. then it's super old. Yeah. Is is it very uh, noticeable or visible when you're going through this sort of thing? Or would no one have any idea? Well, here's the thing. I, I Yeah, I, people have asked me that before. And honestly, like I've slept in, you know, beds with various people. And I, you know, I've... You know, 
yeah, so I've been in the same bed with people many times when this has happened. Oftentimes it won't when I'm in the same bed with someone just because I think somewhere in my subconscious in my subconscious it's it's saying like don't do this because then someone will see. So like actually when mm-hmm. I was doing the overnight sleep study, it didn't fucking happen and that was the reason why I was doing the study was because I was being like plagued by the this sleep paralysis, but it didn't happen because I knew that everyone was watching me on a camera and also and- the demons under the bed going the fucking They're gonna see yeah. so. That's what's really happening but here. Let's I'm just going to stay under here, okay? <laughs> and perhaps, you just lay. It's all good. Per, perhaps that goes back to that um, like fight or flight kind of mm. um, mm-hmm. evolutionary thing where you feel like you're protected because there's somebody else there with you. So mm-hmm. you don't need to be as maybe alert in that sense or, or ready to like maybe. fight yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have duck sleep? Have you ever heard about this? What is that? No. Ducks uh, tend to sleep in rows together uh-huh. and usually in rows of three or more. Okay. And generally the ducks that are on the outside ends of the row. Get like eaten the line, first. No, no. <laughs> the ducks within the inside sleep fully. Like they full on oh. go to sleep. And then the ducks on the outsides only sleep with one hemisphere of their brain shut down, what? which is the hemisphere that is, is on the inside versus the outside. That's the one that's alert so that oh they're like, God. yo, predator coming in from the left. Wake up. And then they what? fly away. That I've is never, so cool. I've never seen ducks sleeping in a row, though. I've Apparently, only ever seen them sleeping yeah. individually. Those ducks will not live long. <laughs> how, often are, how often do you... How are you seeing ducks sleep? <laughs> I, are I there ducks here lake. right now? <laughs> yeah, what are you, 80? You just go to the park, feed the ducks, and watch yeah, them but sleep? Yeah, ducks are, uh, um, fuck, ducks. Um, uh, diurnal, so they're awake in the day. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's fascinating, too. Uh, <laughs> they're awake during the day. They sleep at night. Yeah, right. Yeah. In rows. I, I go to the lake at 5.30 in the morning <laughs> to coach. It's a good time to wake up if you're and a And I duck. see them sleeping mm. there. Because yeah. they're like, yeah. it's still dark out. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious about. I was just curious about your your experience watching <laughs> duck sleep. sleep. That's all. Uh, there was one thing that I definitely want to touch on before we're, we're coming up to time, but we have, we have some time. But you mentioned something about Inception earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ooh. Inception has come up on the podcast a number of times, <laughs> and it would be it would be doing all of our listeners a disservice Darn. if we didn't bring it back up. So, what <laughs> is your Inception story? Yeah. Okay. So this is actually like one of my most recent um, intense episodes that I had. It was. Over uh, the Christmas period when I was home in Halifax. And so I was sleeping on my sister's couch. Uh, Again, it's like when I'm on a couch, that will trigger it, especially that couch, because I've had so many episodes on that specific couch Are you okay right now? Yeah, no, I'm having an episode right now. None of this is happening. It's freaking out, guys. You guys are all demons. What if you just woke up right now and this is your inception story? Oh my god, don't my heart is starting to beat, guys. It's like PTSD. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, so I I remember falling into it. I think I was like, I became aware that I was in a dream, and basically it was a three-stage sleep paralysis. So I was I, I felt that I was in sleep paralysis. And then I suddenly like dropped to this like weird like bottom place like it sounds weird but like basically like a dark like dusty uh, like basement kind of thing like all like concrete like the upside down world 
Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also speaking of that, like when I did my overnight study, that's what got me like thinking of stranger things in 11 got me through going to the study. Cause I had like all these electrodes on my head yeah. and I was like, I'm so cool. I just need to shave my head and then I can basically be 11. But, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm basically in this like upside down world. It's like really freaky and dusty, but the thing is I can move around and I, I'm like aware and awake and I'm like, Oh fuck. Am I like awake right now? Or is this real? Like what's happening? But I could hear, here was the thing. So I'm walking around. A payphone. Oh, no, wait, wrong movie. <laughs> but like I could hear the sounds, and this is what I figured out. I was hearing the sounds from the second stage up. So I was hearing drilling Jesus. and like terrifying, like almost like um, hospital workers, but like they were all really aggressive and they were like talking about me and like, oh, she's like, she's partly conscious and this and that. And like talking about how they were like going to drill into my head and I could hear the drill like next to my ears. Like, but I was walking around and like, where is, what is happening? And then suddenly like it shocked me enough that I was like pulled up and, and I was like, fuck, okay, am I awake now? But no, I was in the second stage where I'm laying on this hospital table and it's like, I know. And so, and I'm fully paralyzed. So I'm having sleep paralysis and this will happen sometimes where I have it in a dream. So I'm not having like often 99% of the time I have it. I'm like, fuck, I'm in the living room. I'm having a, you know, a sleep paralysis. I, I know where I am and what's happening. But in this case, I was lifted up into a second dream layer and I'm on this hospital table in paralysis and there's all these terrifying doctors like operating on me and I can't move and it's painful. Like I can oh, feel them stabbing like into God. my chest. It's not just like, Whoa. oh, someone was pressing on my chest. It was like. That's one of my biggest fears yeah, in life yeah. is to go under for surgery yeah. and the anesthetic not work. Yeah. And be alert during. There's the a movie person. about that. I know. And that's a real it thing. Is. Yeah, it is a real thing. I I feel like that would happen to me <laughs> that's just a because fucking of fucking horrible, horrible. Dream. Yeah, it's insane. and so then so that was the second layer, and then um, in between that one and that one was like real life layer where I, like I would get pulled out of that dream and I would be on the couch and be like, fuck, I'm still having paralysis. I'm still like. What happens to me now is if I, I can technically move my hands, but if I try to, I get like this like wave of like intense, like, like pain. It's like tingling, but it's like painful. So, you know, when like your foot falls asleep and it, you're like, ah, and you have to like shake it out. Mm. It gets, it's like that, but like it won't let me move. So I try to, and then it like, I get this intense, you know, feeling. So I, I'm awake in sleep paralysis in, on the couch in the room. And then I fall back down to the lower level again. And then I just keep doing that and keep climbing up to like reality and be like, fuck, is it over yet? No. And then I would fall back down. When you watched like, Inception, fuck, were you that's like, crazy. huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they that's wrote it about, about it. me. Yeah, that's a documentary. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I, <laughs> I watched it and I, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, but like, I really, I don't think I made, like, it's one of those things that made when you, connection. well, yeah, because it's one of those things when you have it for so much of your life, like until, because it got so severe over the, this past two years at the time that Inception came out, I, I was like, oh, I've experienced that, but like not in, in the same kind of like cool way as I yeah. now do. Like, I think that as you get older, like these kinds of things just get more That intense, movie was but- also long. Like now, quite a while ago, yeah, it was a while. almost oh. ten. Oh my god! No, no, like not that long. Se- seven? seven or eight years yeah. ago. Eight years ago, I think. Yeah. Man, fuck! What a what a crazy crazy thing to experience on like a pretty regular basis. Um, yeah. That experience of like I don't that 
even if it's just for a split second of mm-hmm. I don't know if this is reality, yeah. which you know can you can experience in dreams, uh, and then if but you're you, like and, fine with it, yeah, like, right, and then and then but if you have a certain you know various mental illnesses, you can experience like that I that yeah. that contradiction of like is this reality and like the and then to go like existential with it and go yeah. like are we mm. in reality now because the oh, basically the tenets of a dream <laughs> are okay so you know we all can identify that. I think we can all identify that when you're in a dream, it's hard to realize you're in a dream until you are, you leave the dream and you notice the weirdness of the dream exactly. when you exit it. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we, we might not, you know, this is a crazy thought, but we might not be experiencing the weirdness of this reality Dude. because we yeah. haven't exited the dream. Every yet. fucking that. day. That is how I feel. Like, it's not even like, Oh, what a cool thought. I'm high. Let's talk about, it. I'm like, no, this could be all a, like a, the whole, I could like, be imagining this. Musk like, talking yeah. about the, you know, we, we, we likely live in a simulation was like, Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Like, it's, imagine, it's if, so we have, possible. Yeah. imagine like, if we have cell phone, we have cell phones here and then we don't, know how strange the idea of communicating across the earth yeah. we don't realize that as being strange yeah. until like, we get brought out of a yeah. dream where that doesn't exist or like yeah. just like yeah. look at yeah. Yeah. yeah and then it's like the 1800s and we're like <laughs> oh god that would be the worst what the fuck? thing but i mean even like basic things like just the like human anatomy is so weird like yeah. look at your own belly button and it's yeah. like why is that there it's so fucking weird and like <laughs> I, I, I don't know like i feel like if an alien came in and like looked at humans they'd be like you guys look weird i got like, really high one think time big time yeah I got, I got really high one time and I was looking at people and I was like, oh my God, we don't have any, like we have such a small amount of hair over our entire bodies. It's so weird. Like I was just looking at myself and I was like, look at this sparse hair on because my Because every other hairless so animal gross. looks so weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but right. that's exactly what but I was thinking. Like a skinny to pig. Think, yeah, yeah, we're conditioned to think that well, things Well, you know like that us. those hairless cats look at each other and go, guys, we are... We're fucked. We're totally normal. <laughs> like, everyone, look how no, yeah. fucking hairy everything Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like any species just, like, gets used to the way yeah. that it is. Yeah. So it's oh, like, no, this is right. If you think of how weird we look as animals, we look weird. We look weird as fuck. I don't know. We're pretty handsome little apes, I think, you know, we look... I think I'm handsome. Yeah, so. we're all you know, <laughs> handsome, beautiful, whatever words you like. Uh, speaking of that, it is time to wrap up. That was a real bad ending segue. Yeah. But before we wrap it up, there's one thing that I want to ask you, which is the first thing is, um, what would you say your your narcolepsy slash sleep paralysis has taken away from you? Oh, boy. A little bit, a little bit of my sanity, a little bit, just because like, you know, I mentioned the whole like cognitive, uh, you know, memory issues and things like that. Like that's a definite thing that I, now that I'm aware of it, it's going to be a huge thing that I work on, mm. but it's definitely sort of uh, exacerbated certain issues and uh, like the the lack of sleep definitely makes things day to day things like difficult. Um yeah, that's what I would say. Like, and also just doubting reality sometimes where I'm like, this is Ooh. probably a dream. But, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that's bad, but it's definitely taken away like a sort of sense of groundedness mm. for sure. It can you, shake you up pretty do hard. You, uh, yeah. Do you pinch yourself to see if you're, if you're sleeping? Uh, I don't pinch myself, but you can do checks where if you look at a clock or if you look at your hand or try to look at a piece of paper, those are all good reality checks. Little to- lucid dreaming tip too. Exactly. If you want to get into that, yeah, into definitely. That start start yeah. getting into it. Yeah. Every like, you know, couple of hours, just <laughs> ask yourself like, oh, am I in a dream? How do I know? And then that, when you're actually dreaming, you'll get into that habit too. So and then when you do it and you go, oh, I am a dream. Yeah. Sweet. And then Where's it's like, my jetpack? Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, whoops, no, you're in sleep paralysis yeah. now. Oh, shit, God. <laughs> ah, damn it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Jesus. What would you say? Crazy. Uh, what would you say your sleep paralysis and narcolepsy has given you? Um, a different, like, interesting perspective on the world, and I think also like it's a double-edged sword. The whole reality thing because. I think it gives me a little bit of freedom where I'm like, oh, maybe this is all a dream so I can fucking do whatever I want. Like it kind of does feel a little bit liberating. Mm. It also one of the biggest things like every single time I come out of an episode, especially if it's extremely intense, like the terrifying demon one or, you know, whatever it may be, I feel like like I come out of it. And especially even when I'm going through it, I'm like, fuck, like if I can get through this, like with all of its psychological and physical pain, like genuine pain. I can literally do anything. I come out of it and I like a day that I mean, a day after sleep paralysis, I definitely feel out of it and I feel kind of weird. But I also feel like, oh, I have to like go do something like and be an adult like that's nothing. (laughs) I could just I just was tortured for like, you know, five hours last night and I'm Mm. okay. So it's like giving me stamina, I think. Mm. I think it's cool that you're able to take something like that away from it. I mean, like with my two experiences, Mm. I feel like. Uh, it was really awesome being able to document the imaginary spider migration. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, for, uh, forever that yeah. will live on with me. Yeah. And, you know, that was a beautiful People experience. People need to know about own. that. Yeah. Um, well, Julia, thank you so much for coming in and sharing this experience yeah, seriously. with us. Thank uh, you, guys. Super fascinating conversation. Yeah. And thank you all so much for listening. Um, oh, man, means a lot. We love each and every one of you. And we'll be back next week with another fascinating episode for sure. Uh, but until then, head on over to iTunes uh, and make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Um, so the podcast just automatically downloads to your shit. Uh, and of course, for sure, give us a rating and a review um, because it helps us out so, so much. Um, the other thing is uh, we're on Patreon and we are currently in Toronto. This conversation right now would not have been able to happen if it wasn't for our current patrons um, who have essentially like given us the ability to um, take some time out of our out of our regular lives to come here and record these episodes. Uh, so head on over to www.patreon.com slash sickboy <laughs> if you enjoy what we're doing. Um, show your support. We'd really appreciate it. And we have some super cool perks for our patrons That's too. That's right. Yeah, exclusive episodes, uh, dibs on on live show tickets, all that kind of shit. Uh, also, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can find a whole bunch of fun shit there. And I think we're, we're actually... Tay, we on something else now? Yeah, well, we, we've just um, we've we just recently discovered that we have a huge fanship uh, in Moldova, Uzbekistan, and Kyrgyzstan. It's so uh, very big. Yeah. We're developing uh, our following on uh, Odno Klasniki, and uh, you know it's a really great social media platform. We're really building our audience there in yeah. uh, Moldova, Uzbekistan, and Kyrgyzstan. I love so. the photo sharing uh, uh, element that they have to that too. It, it's just like really unique and it's good. And yeah, it's yeah you cool. can like instantly post like a photograph. And, uh, and put talk a filter about on it. it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so check us out on all the Bolniskaniski. Well, I mean, you're clearly not paying attention to our social media presence, Jeremy. It's called Odna Klasniki. Ah, uh, yes, Odna Klasniki. Uh, so thank you all so much. We love you. This is it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I am Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.
Ba-boom. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.